0: Wondering today, do we think that the um, the office of the um, president-elect is in between the den and the bathroom, <laughs> or do we think it's between like the uh, access, handicap-access bathroom and the kitchen? Where do we think the actual office of the president elect is, and or is it just in the padded basement?
1: I think it's in the basement, but he put up a nice styrofoam cardboard cutout behind them, really pre- presidential. Okay.
0: See, and I was thinking until you
2: mentioned that. Now I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe he converted the, uh, you know, that that extra closet by the garage door, you know, leads you to the garage. Yeah. That sometimes you put food or
3: shoes or clothes yeah. in.
2: Maybe he did that.
3: I was thinking maybe it's between where he keeps the prevails and the depends. <laughs> <laughs> we have a winner. He needs
0: intel briefings. You, we're being told now. No, he needs like a blanket and the place to lay down. That's what he needs. Um, in,
2: in t- this guy is compromised. We can't trust him with state secrets. Well,
0: we're gonna get <laughs> he, to all. He this.
1: can't be trusted with a state secret. <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't. Uh, he wouldn't be allowed on a bus to tour the outside of D.C.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Man, I hope you watched the last hour because the, the specials that uh, Real America's Voice has been doing with Dr. Gina, Eric Greitens, John Solomon, and a bunch of other people every, every night it changes out. But the core of them have been fantastic. And again, tonight was no different. And I'm actually going to replay one of the segments for you. And that was Eric Greitens with John Solomon. And why am I doing that? Well, Damon, if we wanted to see that, we would just watch that hour. Well, I'm, I'm glad, I hope you did watch it, and it deserves being seen again. Because John Solomon's doing what you would think every newsroom in America would be doing. That would be finding some interest in the fact that there has absolutely been some fraud. Well, that's not enough, Damon. Okay, is that, is that the bar? Is, is some of it's acceptable, but then if it's, if it's not enough, it's, it, you don't care? Why is every newsroom in America not doing this? Well, we know why. I ask that, not because I'm looking for an answer. I know the answer. But John Solomon is out there doing yeoman's work. And he's got people on the ground doing yeoman's work. And there's volunteers from all over this country doing work, hitting the ground, talking to people, trying to get to the bottom of what the hell happened. Nobody knows whether it's going to be enough to uh, affect the outcome of the election. But is that the barrier of now all of a sudden these newsrooms on whether they have an interest in reporting to you, the American people? Is that, what the, that's, is that basically it now? We'll let the John Solomons of the world actually go do journalistic things and the rest of us will just sit around, call each other in the morning and then have a party all day and just watch whatever the old guy does and just uh, yap it up like a bunch of blubbering old seals. Cause that's what they do all day i've got clips for you today <laughs> from cnn from Statler, from msnbc oh, there's no boy, journalism yeah. going on it's just I, all i can't wait it, it, it almost sounds like don henley's dirty laundry
3: really oh yeah
0: it's like every day i watch these specials that we're doing and some other people are doing good work and john's giving these updates on what they're researching who they're talking to what they're finding and i'm thinking to myself Why aren't we getting this on every damn channel? And then put your damn opinion on it if you want to on top of it and say, well, you know, none of this is going to matter, but at least we're doing... I mean, they have no interest. And you know why they don't? Is because they want every election going forward to be like this. And that means no Republican ever wins another election, uh, especially for president. And um, they're one step closer to making the Democratic Party... The party itself is basically the government, and that's what they want. Yeah, very so we'll get scary. into all of that, but here's where I want to start. G, put up 40 for, pick 44. <clears throat> this is the mayor. Well, I gave you pick 44, the mayor of Chicago. It should oh, be there somewhere hoping. if you can find it. So <laughs> the mayor of Chicago today. Okay, so here it is, the mayor of Chicago. Now, just, I want you to just look at this because this should be as concerning I don't care who sits in the Oval. Over- this is as concerning as anything else that we're, that's going on in this country right now. A stay-at-home advisory for Chicago will go into effect on Monday, November 16th at 6 a.m. This advisory calls on all Chicagoans to do the following. Stay home unless, for essential reasons, stop having guests over, including family members you do not live with, avoid <laughs> non-essential travel, and then cancel the traditional travel thanksgiving plans here's my message to the mayor of new york of chicago and any other place go to hell that's what i would say to them i mean this what authority does she think she has to start reaching into your home through your front door and telling you that you cannot have thanksgiving that you cannot have your family over to celebrate an event like that, a day like that, once a year. That is outrageous. And now they want to tell you you can't travel either. I mean, this is like, what, what country is this? Where are we going here? This should be as alarming to, any, to everybody as much as anything else that's going on right now. Putting the whole presidential election aside. How do these people get elected? Do you see these governors, what's happened throughout this COVID? They use COVID as an excuse. Where are all the civil liberty groups? Where are all the people screaming about this? Cancel your Thanksgiving plans. Don't have your family over. We're going to control who comes and stays and how many people you have in your house. Your private property. We're going to tell you who you can and can't have. We're going to tell you where you can travel.
2: And if you're moving about, make sure you have your papers or your COVID pass. Right, that's the
3: next
1: step. Your COVID pass, there it is.
3: Oh
1: boy! And any bootlicker who yells at one of your neighbors for actually living, they they deserve the imprisonment they get. Those are the they're they're traitors to this country. Yep. Everyone's got to stand up and say, "No way, man! No way! No way!"
0: Well, that's the thing. Where I mean, I know that I think she put that out today, but I mean that's that is stunning. That is disturbing. The, the, these governors, they see in these mayors in these blue cities, they see no end. They see no end to how far they're going to reach into your life. They see no end to how much of your personal liberty they're going to start. They're going to try to take away again. You've got Joe Biden's people already talking about uh, we need another four to six week total lockdown. We'll borrow the money to try to keep businesses. I mean, you see it coming. And who are they going to borrow the money from, Damon? China. China. <clears throat> and now they're going to tell you who you can and can't have over? Where you can and can't go? Well, you, what, what, where do we go from there? Well, you could
2: go
4: pretty to California.
0: Soon, pretty soon it's going to be what kind of car you can and can't drive, what kind of um, materials you can build your house out of or can't build your house out of, where you can build it. Well, that's what, the you Green New
1: Deal, it. bro. That's the Green yeah. New Deal. <laughs>
0: what's going to be next to it? what's not going to be next to it? what kind of tires you have to have? i mean, where does it end? where does it end with these people? it never ends with them. it never ends. Are, aren't some of those things part of the manifesto you started reading as a matter of fact? i believe they are. yeah. and that's where they want to go. but i mean, just look at the just look at the infringement on your own personal the, the, reaching through your front door into your house. you cannot have the if we weren't on, uh, if I, I mean, I, I can't even say what I'd like to say. I mean, it's outrageous. And I want to remind you, and I read this to you, I think, back when uh, this was out on August, August 3rd, states don't have the constitutional power to place travel bans on each other. This is by Daniel Horowitz. Um, we are told that there is essentially nothing state officials can't do uh, to our bodies, our business, in the light of their internal police powers to somehow arrest an epidemic. At the same time, those police powers seem to be missing in action as rioters loot, beat, vandalize, block traffic with impunity. And speaking of the Chicago mayor, she's out just the other day after, they declare Bi- after the media declares Biden the president-elect and he opens the office in the, in the, in the uh, den. She's out in the street. With thousands of people, no mask and a megaphone, and then she's cutting stupid commercials about how science is returned. Science is back, baby. Did you guys see that one? Oh yeah. Oh, that's I, a beauty. I, I thought you had it. I thought you were going to play it for us. I, I, I couldn't. I would throw up at the <laughs> desk. I couldn't play it because it's, te- it's definitely crazy town worthy. That's where it that really wasn't. I watched it and thought about it, but it just wasn't. I mean, she's. I mean, it's just un- it's unbelievable. She's out there in the streets with thousands of people. <clears throat> By the way, have you noticed all of a sudden since Joe Biden's the um, the office of the president elect, he's he's a lot less worried about. Co- he's guys out guys out and about giving speeches. I mean, where
1: where was this? It's, it's unbelievable. It's here. It's just again throughout history, right? It's the yeah. the greater good is used to uh, control people based on their social consciousness like the individual has no rights he's got to be conformed to the collective you know this is what's going on and this is the direction it keeps going on and then when the power gets more centralized with a global central banking system we're doomed if this thing happens if this great reset happens we're in deep deep trouble that's
2: why this election and getting it right is so important though I mean, that's why they need to go back and check every ballot. Check off, okay, dead person, you, you, your vote doesn't count this time. You know what I mean? Go through and go through it all meticulously and make sure it's done right because, you know, there's no way 75-plus million people voted for Joe Biden. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Did not happen. Never. Never. You can't tell me the guy who couldn't who couldn't get a crowd around him if he got hit by a car to watch him pass <laughs> could generate 75 plus million people to show up to pull a ballot or, 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 or fill out something with his name on it. It never happened. We are being fed the biggest fraud we've ever seen, which is why, again, you know, you talk about. If they if they get control and they start implementing all this stuff, this is why this election is so important because we can't let them do it. Yeah. If they get away with it this time, there
1: is no going back. Because they're going to go further. There'll be no resistance after this. There'll be absolutely no resistance. They'll be emboldened and they'll have control of everything. And, and that's the thing. Liberty is always eroded and greedy, power-hungry animals never stop eating. And they eat from the bottom up and these morons don't know what's coming next. Yeah. That's what makes me so sick. They have no idea what they're clamoring for. They're, in clam- they're clamoring for their enslavement.
2: Right. Yeah. It's, it's like Bane in Batman. You think you're in charge?
0: You're not. They're going to eat you eventually. Idiots. It's
1: disgusting.
0: Well, and, and we end this segment where I started it. Why is John Solomon the only one out there? He doesn't know whether he's going to find enough. He doesn't know if he's going to, where's the frond? Well, he's trying to find it, but they've changed the playing field so poorly, so badly, and they've gotten away with this. It's hard to find the damn fraud. It's not like someone's going to walk out and go, hey, uh, John, I got the 100,000 ballots right over here. It's right Right. over my shoulder. I put it all together for you. That's not happening. You got to go out and do the legwork and try to find little bits, which are going to lead to something else. And in the end, it may mean nothing. You know what it means, though? There's a lot of fraud, and we shouldn't stand for it. Right. It doesn't matter if it doesn't overturn the election. Is Is that the barrier all of a sudden? For this, what
1: is it? Well, where are we living? But here's the other problem, D. When I first met you and I said, oh, you love J- you love John Solomon? Um, I do, too. And I said, well, God, oh, every debate group calls him a conspiracy theorist. That's how crazy this world is. He's a great journalist. Conspiracy. Yeah. It's nonsense. I'm sorry.
0: All right, live from Studio 6B. Just getting started on a Thursday night. Glad you're in Real America's Voice. Social media, stay with us. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. All right, live from Studio 6 p.m. a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Paul's going to do some news here in a second. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati's going to have sports. Geo friend holding it down. Uh, hope you've downloaded the Real America's Voice app, number 22 in the app store just a couple days ago. And uh, ho- there it is. Hope you download it. Uh, and you can watch, uh, you know, everything all day long. You don't have to worry about whether it's going to be uh, booted, uh, it's going to be on, it's going to be shut down by one of these social media players. Just go to the app. You can see all the shows. All the shows are there in VOD. And obviously the live uh, TV is there all day long, including us at 8 o'clock. So um, if you need a place to watch that you know we're not going to get shut down, that's the place to do it. Real America's Voice. Download the app in the App Store now. And uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, glad you're in. Make sure you like and follow the pages. Wherever you are, at LFS6B on Facebook and Twitter, at LFS6B Show on Instagram. And I think, uh, I don't know, now we're on Parlor at LFS6B as well, and trying to get more active over there. And uh, where are a couple other places that I really can't get to. Me, me, we, or you, we, or we, we, or something.
1: Or, or the <laughs> Wawa where you yeah, like <laughs> need a um, yeah, exactly. We, we should ask social media people. Everyone should start um, sharing their parlor and MeWe accounts in the uh, group chat tonight. We could all try to find each other over at MeWe and uh, yeah. and parlor. Just stop putting okay. parlor handles in here. All right,
0: let's do some news, Paul.
1: So this is for the lemmings out there who, <laughs> who love uh, BLM and they think that, you know, that this communist organization is going to stop just, you know, going for more and more and more. The black lives matter co-founder wants a meeting with Joe Biden and Kamala <laughs> Harris to discuss the expectations yeah. for their possible administration, considering what she calls a resounding support from their present for their presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. The co-founder Patrice colors, 36. She's the one we all remember saying we're a Marxist organization. Um, said that, uh, that the community and why they want changes and they're urgently needed. She wrote, alongside Black-led organizations around the nation, Black Lives Matter invested heavily in this election. Vote and Organize became our motto, and the electoral justice efforts reached more than 60 million voters. Now they want their demands met. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got that going for you, you jackasses.
0: Well, <laughs> along with... Um... It'll be interesting to see what happens. You remember uh, Ice Cube, the musician rapper, had said that he had put out some, uh, you know, not demands, but some his kind of plan for Black America, and the Trump administration responded right away, of course. And the Biden administration said, "Well, we'll see after the election." So we don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be interesting to see on in January if it is a President Biden at that point. I wonder when Ice Cube's going to get that call. I wonder when Black Lives Matter is going to get that call. Here's when I say they're going to get it: never. I don't think they'll ever get it. They're not going to get it. And then in four years from now, they won't remember that they didn't get it, and they'll be doing the same thing. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, but what,
2: but what Black Lives Matter really gave to them on that side is a lot of money. Remember, you donated to Black Lives Matter. You really didn't vote, uh, donate to them. It went to turn blue, right? Yep. Act blue, yeah. Act, yeah, blue. Act blue, sorry. Well, and, which the, ended up in the, uh,
1: in the greedy little hands of uh, Joe Biden. But you think right. about what a masterful slogan, right? Because... You, you say that as a standalone sentence, like, well, of course, yes, I'm with you. Let's, right, right. I love that. I love it. Let's all hug. Let's, be, let's all unite. But right, then right. when you see their, their intentions, it's like, wait, what?
0: Exactly. This, this not, not only that, you
2: see the people running it, and you're like, uh, yeah, you, you, you don't really think this at all.
0: Yeah, it's not even about black lives.
2: No, no, that's all.
1: the burn of it. It's just another way to enslave the, 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 the people with the least. To offer the most hope.
0: Well, the um, the, the fund, the police really worked out well for them. Let's hope they keep running on that. I mean, that's a. Is there been a phrase that's had more of an impact on um, than that one that they've run on? We'll see what you see what happened. I I was looking at these numbers today. I don't know where exactly where the tally is, but do you know at this point there's ten GOP uh, house seats that have been flipped. Now Fox called it early in the night that they would expand by five. No, oh, they were only off. By, <laughs> they were only off by fifteen up to now, and possibly another five or six. So right now, we flipped houses in the seat uh, in the House GOP seats. California forty-eight, Michelle Steele was the winner. In Florida twenty-six, Carlos Jimenez was the winner. Florida twenty-seven, Iowa one, um, Minnesota three, third district, uh, Michigan. The third, I'm sorry, Minnesota, seventh district, Mi- Michigan, third district, uh, New Mexico, second district, New York, eleventh district. M- Mel beat that, uh, yep, that uh, the short bold guy. Uh, Oklahoma, the fifth, and South Carolina, they flipped one. Now, here's the uncalled house races up to now California's 21st, the Republicans up 2,300 votes. California's 25th, the Republicans up 159 uh, uh, votes. Iowa, um, the second district, the Republicans up 47, New York 22 Republicans up 54. Um, Utah, Republicans up 1616 votes. The Republicans leading in all five remaining House seats that I believe are out there. So if they win those five, that'll be 15 GOP f- um House seats flipped, and I believe they'll be, don't quote me on this, I think they'll be within like three or four seats of the majority. Yeah,
2: it's going to be close. Uh, real quick, Damon, those, uh, those outstanding seats, are any of those districts larger than the state of Florida? Uh, I, w- I would doubt it. Yeah, because it's weird that they still can't seem to figure out when they're, when they're done counting their ballots. I guess maybe they're trying to figure out how they can sneak more in.
0: Florida and Texas, by the way, both. Well, I mean, we've talked about it. How, I mean, <laughs> in, in Flor- And what did Florida get? Florida got probably more pre- um, ballots mail-in ballots than any other place with all the the when you think about the age of the people who go to Florida retire in Florida you think about the the demographics there they got uh, I think they got eight million early ballots which they couldn't start counting or they were counting and had all the data ready for seven o'clock on that election night I mean the way Florida (laughs) did it was a seamless I mean you got to love Governor DeSantis I mean there I'm sure there's some things that people don't like but you see what he's doing as far as even dealing with these mobs and some of the rules that he's looking at and some of the laws he's looking at expanding on to give the citizen more, more power over their own, own uh, self-defense and their own I mean I mean this guy's come on yeah Christy Nome in South Dakota, this guy. I mean there's a bunch of them, obviously, and that's what makes the stark difference when you look at this uh, what's going on in New York, California, Illinois, Michigan, Pennsylvania I mean. That's Chicago. Now, yeah, you can't have anybody over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, how about you go to hell? How about that?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All
0: right, what else is in the news, Paul?
1: Um, Rudy Giuliani, um, you know, one of Trump's uh, personal lawyers, as we all know, alleged on November 11th that roughly six hundred fifty thousand unlawful ballots were cast in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Um, and uh, he was speaking with Lou Dobbs, and Giuliani claimed that almost none of the hundreds of thousands of ballots. Were observed by Republican poll watchers. The state election law requires the presence of poll watchers for both parties. Uh, and he said, "This is his quote." We're up to account of six hundred and fifty thousand ballots that are on lawful ballots that were cast in Philly and Pittsburgh. What, what's being said by the, in the mass media? What we have that we have no evidence is a complete, absolute lie. Just like they've been lying for years. And uh, so, according to uh, the unofficial vote count, obviously, I think the last we saw was three point three five for. Uh, uh, for Biden and uh, 3.31 for, for Trump. So it's 49.7% to 49.1. And uh, so, you know. And,
0: of course, you just, had the big uh, ruling out of Pennsylvania today. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's a big ruling. But, wasn't. I mean, we've been hearing from all the, the legal, you know, um, the legalese on TV, on CNN and MSNBC and even Fox to some degree. Well, we got, you got to wait until you see, you know, you got to see some judge somewhere, um, you know, issue something that, you know, some, some categorical violation that was go- that's going to affect big numbers. Well, guess what? That's what you got today. That's what you finally got today. And at least today shows, because, of course, the big question is whether these courts and these justices are going to have the spine to do, to do what sh- they should do. And that's the question. So this is a first good step. <laughs> All right, live from Studio 6 on a Thursday, just getting started. Eric Greitens with John Solomon. When we get back, give you your update on where we are with everything. Social media, stay with us.
5: Good evening and welcome back to Real America's Voice Special Election Coverage 2020, Our Republic at Risk. As you know, here we respect your intelligence, we honor you as citizens, and here we provide evidence for what we say. You know, in the last week, the mainstream media has told you time and again that there's no evidence of widespread fraud in the
6: 2020 election. There are tens of millions of unsolicited ballots without any verification measures whatsoever.
7: Well, we're interrupting this because what the president of the United States is saying, in large part, is absolutely untrue.
3: This isn't just dangerous. It's nonsensical. Legal vote
0: well, well, well I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging. Uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance continue showing you this.
1: I don't know that we have seen the proof of voter fraud in any of these states. Now, they said this
5: despite serious election irregularities. What they decided to ignore, this team decided to investigate. At Real America's Voice and at Just the News, we told you we will take action. While others complain and criticize, this team went to work. Led by Just the News founder and editor in chief John Solomon, Real America's Voice joined forces and they put together a team of 30 journalists on the ground in battleground states to look at election irregularities. Now, this was and is a nonpartisan effort. It is an effort to get the facts, it is an effort to pursue the truth. And it is an effort undertaken in part because Americans deserve to have and must have confidence in the integrity. Our elections. Now, the media mantra that there is no evidence of voter fraud in the November 3rd election now faces a real challenge. Several Michigan residents, ranging from a city worker to a former state assistant attorney general, swear under penalty of perjury that they witnessed significant and widespread election tampering in the city of Detroit. And by significant, they insist thousands of ballots were involved. This story and others have been broken by Just the News founder and editor-in-chief John Solomon, who joins us today. John, welcome tonight. And let me begin by asking you, who is Jesse Jacob and what did she have to say in her sworn affidavit?
8: Yeah, that's a great question, Eric. So uh, Jesse Jacob is a longtime civil servant who has worked for the city of Detroit for decades. Uh, she was assigned in September to work at the, in the election centers leading up to and up, uh, including election day and the day after. And in a sworn affidavit where she risks the penalty of perjury, also risked being fired if she were to lie about this, she testified in this affidavit that the morning after the election she was present at the main election counting center when she saw ballots being backdated, and her bosses were instructing her to do so as well, to backdate ballots, to make them look like they came in before the November 3rd deadline so that they could be counted. Now, that's a very significant uh, uh, allegation. And what she says is she is confident that thousands of ballots were backdated. But that's not the only uh, uh, misconduct she says she saw. Going all the way back to September, when she was first assigned to the Mm -hmm. election project, she says she saw... Uh, election ballots going out and having their dates changed. So you would send someone had allegedly requested the ballot, you would send it out. For some reason, they were changing the record to make it look like the ballot had been sent out much earlier than the day they were actually mailing it out. In other words, they were committing fraud. She has signed this affidavit. It's been submitted in a court case. And when you hear a single city worker say, thousands of ballots she witnessed she was partaking in she knows we're fraudulent we all should at least pay attention and, and expect some form of serious investigation yeah and john
5: she's also not alone i no. mean in your story you also mentioned just just in your story you mentioned a couple of other affidavits from alexander seeley from zachary larson from robert cushman and again i'll remind all of our viewers and all of your readers at justthenews.com those affidavits, you've actually put those out there Absolutely. so that your our viewers and your readers can read them themselves. So tell us, what do those affidavits say and what else are you learning about what's happening right now in Michigan?
8: Well, it's uh, it's fascinating. So the, the names that you just mentioned, uh, Seeley, Larson, Cushman, they were what is known as election day observers. They mm. came and under the law, they were there as GOP observers. Usually there's a Democrat and GOP observer at each ballot table at each location so that when ballots are opened and counted, people can look at it and say, yeah, the signature matches, that's a good ballot to count. Or, hey, there's something wrong with that. Let's put that in uh, a problem pile, and we'll go back and look at it later, often called provisional ballots. Um, These uh, uh, ballot observers said that they were kept from doing their job repeatedly. They were harassed. They were moved far away. Uh, But when they did get glimpses of what was going on, they saw uh, evidence of uh, misconduct and fraud going on. For instance, uh, Zach Larson, who, by the way, is not some just everyday guy in the street. He's a former assistant attorney general for the state of Michigan, a lawyer at the highest levels of the uh, state of go- uh, Michigan government for a long time before he went into private practice. He said, I saw ballot workers opening up and peeking at who people were voting for and then putting a lot of them into a discarded pile or a problem pile. Wow. So he wondered, maybe they were looking, if they saw a Trump name, they put it in a problem pile so it wouldn't count towards Trump's tally." Uh, others saw changes of dates, people's names being added to the verified vo- voter list that weren't on the voter list. So there's a verified list of people you can run against the name against. Say, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're approved to vote. People are adding names based on what they saw on the ballot. All of these people together, when you take what um, what the city worker and these observers saw together, it looks like a pretty orchestrated uh, effort at some form of fraud or misconduct. Now, again, it needs to be investigated. Mm-hmm. But anyone who says there's no evidence clearly hasn't read these affidavits of these everyday Michigan residents and citizens who uh, attested under penal perjury they saw these things.
5: Yeah, and these people are they are putting their reputations at risk. They're yeah. putting their jobs at risk. They Great are point. swearing that this conduct happened, and they're swearing that this wasn't just one or two one or two ballots. They're no. talking about thousands. Of, of ballots here. Uh, give, give our viewers an update if you can. I mean, th- this is from Michigan. What else are, are you and the team finding in, in Michigan specifically?
8: Yeah. So uh, one of the things we're doing, and this is an exhaustive and time consuming uh, process. We mm. may not have results from this for several more days yet, but there are, we have used some computer matching to come up with the names of people who said they voted in Michigan or right. Wisconsin or Georgia, some of these important contested states. Who also filed statements a year or more ago saying they had left those states. They had mm. moved to other states. They're no longer residents of Michigan or Georgia uh, or uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, we're, we're computer matching them. We've come up with a list of several hundred thousand people that we would call high risk voters, meaning they, they're listed as voting, but it doesn't look like they live in the state anymore. Right. And there's a, a, a extensive effort underway to call these people, interview these people, see if, in fact, uh, they did vote or didn't vote. Maybe they, they're listed as voting and they never filed their ballot. We're beginning to see some patterns, but we're not yet ready to, to really divulge any data. We want to do a lot more uh, careful scrutiny before we make any uh, release of the information. But uh, that's becoming a fruitful exercise, among many other things we're doing. Well,
5: wow. and, and as you said, Jen, all of this needs to continue to be investigated. Yeah. And none of this is def- Definitive, but it's very clear that there certainly is evidence now. We certainly have multiple people who've come forward, who've signed affidavits, and they're suggesting that there is uh, significant fraud. And John, if you could just, for for all of our viewers at home, break down for everybody, who are these affidavits coming from? I know you and the team are, are, are looking through not just the affidavits we've mentioned here, but hundreds of these affidavits. Give our viewers a sense, if you would, please, who are signing these affidavits, what are they saying, and uh, and just just give us a sense for for what's behind this.
8: Yep. So the majority of them are poll watchers, people that were sent to ensure the integrity of the election. Mm And uh, there's a long century history in all these states of a Republican and a Democrat jointly watching, agreeing a ballot is good or bad. Uh, The majority of these affidavits come from people who just saw widespread uh, uh, misconduct or unusual behavior, concerning behavior like uh, 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 unveiling the secrecy of a ballot to look mm. at and see who when someone vow, uh, voted for, which they're not supposed to do. Um, there were, were allegations that the security envelopes were destroyed. They have important identifiers on them. Uh, there were, uh, so the majority of them, there are a handful of city workers or poll workers that actually were working for the state as either contractors or uh, poll workers. And uh, some of them have come forward. I think uh, the most important is Miss Jacob. Uh, she clearly provides the most extensive claim of, of fraud and acknowledges she was part of it because her bosses ordered her to do these things. So if her story checks out, she becomes a very credible witness.
5: Awesome. And John, a last question, just in the last kind of minute or so that we, that we have left. Today on your podcast on John Solomon Reports, uh, you had on Vernon Jones from right. the state of Georgia. A lot of our viewers will remember that he's the Democrat who dared to support President Trump. And now in your podcast, it sounds like he believes that his own party, the Democrat Party, was actually responsible for orchestrating fraud. Tell us a little bit about what he says. There.
8: Yeah, he's really adamant that over the last six months he saw the party leadership uh, taking actions that suggested they were gearing up for some sort of fraudulent activity to try mm-hmm. to overcome whatever success Donald Trump had at the polls. And as we know, Donald Trump collected more votes than any Republican in history nationally. Uh, And he believes the Democrats were creating operations to counter that. And when they couldn't counter it with original votes, he believes they stuffed the ballot box or came up with empty ballots. Now, again, a lot of his assumptions are based on these affidavits, other things. The key is people who have subpoena power, legislative committees, investigators, the FBI, they can get us the real answers. We hope they do soon. Excellent. Well, we certainly
5: hope that uh, that people who have the power to do so continue to investigate. Again, we appreciate your team, the combination of team with Real America's Voice here. All of these journalists who are out there on the ground reading these affidavits, making phone calls to voters. Um, We appreciate you coming each night to to give our viewers. That's good.
0: So there's John Solomon today with the update. And again, I ask the question: Why is this not being done in every newsroom in America? Why is John Solomon on the ground doing it with fifty people? Where's all? Where's the New York Times? Where's the Washington Post? Where's the NBC, CBS, ABC? They don't care about uh, the integrity of the election, or they don't believe that any of this still exists. Are they living it? They're just—they're
1: owned. They are owned. The watchdog is now the lapdog. That was, that was supposed to be the branch of the government that just protected people and kept people honest. It's they're owned. It's we've been propagandized to death.
0: I mean, it's it's truly stunning. You get no reporting on this. It, it, there's just willful blindness that this has even happened to any degree from any of the media outlets. All of them. Willful blindness. Just let's just go talk about the office of the president elect, which doesn't even exist. I mean, w- literally watching the media. You would think right now we have there's there's actually two presidents, which I think last time I checked, that's not possible. But you would never know that. You would never know that he needs briefings. He's it. What's he doing? He's got a chief of staff. His chief of staff, by the way, told us that, uh, well, maybe these elections are rigged, which we'll get (laughs) to uh, a little later, too. Paul's got the story and I've got his tweet. And he's also, by the way, the chief of staff who told us that it's just a damn pure fortuity that Joe Biden and the Obama administration didn't kill everybody during H1N1 because, as he said, we're a bunch of nice people, but uh, we pretty much screwed it all up. All right, live from Studio 6B, lots more to do. Social media, stay with us. Just normal people talking about the issues, the way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music, but most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Paul's got some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick he's going to do sports in a second. I got a couple things I want you to stick around for. I'm going to take you back to the first debate. And um, with Chris Wallace, bleh, gag. But anyways, uh, he did ask one question that going back and looking mm-hmm. at it now about election integrity, boy, watching this segment now, it's about eight minutes. It's worth watch. Yeah, the president important. was right on the money. He could see into the future. And Joe Biden, by the way, was asked directly, directly about this exact situation. And he gave a very specific answer that I'll remind you about. So we'll get to that. Plus, I'll bring you back to a 2000 in a piece I found online that CNN had actually put together. And when you watch it and you see the dates at the bottom on how long it was after the election day, and it didn't seem to bother anybody back then. Uh, it's a pretty interesting watch as well, so hopefully we'll get to that. But right now, let's get to some sports with Rick Amirati. What's going on, pal?
3: Okay, Big D. Well, after months of delay, the 2020 Masters teed off this morning, and Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia. Paul Casey took round one. He shot a seven under for a 65 to lead. Um, tied for second was Webb Simpson and Xander uh they, uh they both shot a 67. And Tiger Woods had a big day. Shot a 68. It equals his best uh, day in the Masters in his career, and uh, he's tied with four, seven other guys, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Tiger's off to a good start at 68. He's only uh, three off the lead, Big D.
0: Uh, um, don't put anything past him on that course. If he has a good, decent, even if he shoots even par tomorrow. Well, he can't shoot even because guys will still shoot four five under. He's got to shoot three, four under tomorrow. Especially then,
1: before he gets fatigued.
0: And then yeah. Saturday, his, his, that's his day. Moving day's his day. Yeah. So, um, if, he, if he plays well tomorrow, I put him right in there for going to the weekend. And come the weekend, trust me, I know there's a lot of young kids on, this, on the tour right now who say, We're not afraid of Tiger. Everybody's afraid of Tiger at Augusta on a weekend. Yeah. Everybody.
3: He's only dead. They, he, yeah. they know he's coming. Yeah, he's only the defending champion, Big D, so he's, he's it's not that long ago that he won the whole thing. And uh, 19 in all, shot a three under today, so a lot of guys had a good day. And
0: by the way, it was good to see Jack out there with yeah. Gary uh, Player in the morning, and of course, everybody misses Arnold. Yep. And, um, and, uh, but it was good to see them out there, you know, doing the uh, teeing off there on the first. Jack said, I'm, I'm glad it was so dark. I couldn't see the ball where it went.
3: <laughs> Jack was also, they were asking him a little bit about Trump and his support. And he says, you know what? This isn't the place for politics today. This is all about the masters. So he quickly issued uh, one of the USA writers who was nagging him about that. Um, so 2020, PBR, World Finals. Tonight, 8.30 Central Time. So in about an hour, they're going to be on, on the Bulls and riding like crazy. So number one, uh, uh, world-ranked Jose Vitor LeMay will ride in the sixth round. And that'll be on Total Feeds Bushwhack. Number two, Joao Ricardo Vieira on Chainsmoker. And New York's own Dalen Swearinger will be riding on Unbusted, Busted. And they're all going to be in the sixth section. So they're saving them for the very last rides of the night. We'll have a full report tomorrow night from Arlington, Texas. Unfortunately, I, I won't I, be I will, be report-
0: I will be reporting on it as well. That's how into this I'm going to be. Yeah. I mean, this is it. PBR World, uh, this is usually in Vegas, right?
3: Correct. Correct. Yeah. But uh, because of Vegas' uh, restrictions, they had to move it to Arlington. And hey, Cowboy Stadium, we got the best Cowboys in the world. It's a perfect marriage. Okay. Um, and uh, it was announced earlier today, NFL News, the weekend is going to headline Super Bowl 55 halftime show. Boy, the weekend... Three-time Grammy Award winner, whose 2012 album After Hours is the most stream Rhythm & Blue album of all time, will perform during the Pepsi Super Bowl 55 halftime show you guys from Tampa, me, Florida.
0: And you let me know how it goes. I
3: yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, be interesting on February 7th, see how many people decide to boycott that. Um, Korean baseball playoffs, real quick, Big D. Uh, the KT Wiz. They held off elimination. They won earlier today. Um, <laughs> William Guavers threw eight innings of one-run ball, giving up just three hits without walking anybody to defeat the Deuce and Bears. So we're going to go to a game four tomorrow. Do they still got cardboard cutouts? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> no fans there. Maybe a few fans. Um, and uh, this was breaking news. Um, Chicago White Sox uh, first baseman Jose Abreu won the 2020 AL MVP award. The 33-year-old had a three seventeen batting average. Um, and um, he had a great year, so he uh, he won the MVP for and the American League. The- <laughs> <laughs> National League Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman, also a first baseman, big, big for the uh, first baseman this year. He had a 341 average, 13 homers, wow. and 53 ribbies. And um, right now, he, uh, Monday, oh, actually, Thursday night. Thursday night football, Fox. Uh, the Colts uh, trail the Titans 7 Uh It's a little more than halfway through the first quarter. And uh, Uh, Titans jumped out to an early lead. They're home. The game's in Nashville, Tennessee. And Big D, that's a wrap for sports in the first segment. All
0: right, thanks, Rick. Um, Are you guys aware of the Richard Hopkins story, Paul? No. The whistleblower? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, So here's this video because the Washington Post, I guess, did this smear piece on him. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Did this big hit piece on him saying that he was recanting his story?
1: Oh, yeah, I did see it with the the fake – Sources and did you see Veritas like break down the lies? It was great.
0: Well, here so here's his video that he put out in regards to the Washington Post story. Forty-one G, roll that. My name is Richard Hopkins. I am the postal uh, employee who came out and whistle blew on the EPA Postal Service uh, postal office. I am right at this very moment looking at a article written written by Washington Post says that I uh, fabricated the allegations of ballot tampering. I'm here to say that I did not recant my statements. That did not happen. That is not what happened. And you will find out tomorrow. And I would like that the Washington Post recant their wonderful little article that they decided to throw out there out of random. Now, um, I found this story interesting in that I believe it was a whistleblower who Adam Schiff kept telling us that we had to be very careful of not to out the whistleblower. Wasn't that the whole basis of the president's impeachment? And Good point. Um, on the Ukraine story, yeah, the uh, whistleblower. There was a whistleblower. Protect the We can't. Uh, we uh, protect the whistleblower. <laughs> They're untouchable. The Washington Post didn't write any hit pieces about that whistleblower. I don't believe the New York Times did. I don't believe anybody ever mentioned his name in the mainstream media. So why the, why the treatment of this gentleman uh, by the Washington Post like this, I wonder? Because the whistleblowers, aren't they supposed to be protected? Hello? Is there anyone
1: here? Me? Listen, the, the problem is every whistleblower is labeled conspiracy theory or a liar. They get smeared instantly. Exactly.
0: Well, he didn't. That's my point. This guy, the guy who was the whistleblower when there was the president blowing the whistle on the president, he didn't get smeared. You mean Eric? He didn't get outed. Yeah, right. We were not even allowed to, in, in hearings. Adam Schiff was saying, oh, you know, you can't answer that. You can't ask that. You can't answer that. Don't look that way. Don't look this way. Don't breathe. We might f- find out who the whistleblower is. We need to protect the whistleblower. So what, what's, what's, what's changed? This uh, obviously no one's taking any care about this whistleblower. His name's out there and the Washington piece is doing a hit piece on him. Which he had to come out and put that video out to say no, it's not true.
1: It's nonstop. Uh, that, that, uh, movie Shadowgate, where it went over the Skynet with, um, yeah. Millie Weavall. It's, it's, it's all conjecture. It's all a lie. They smeared the daylights out of the two NSA whistleblowers who had to go on their own and create their own webpage to constantly stand up to all the lies against them. Nonstop.
0: I mean, it's quite quite the difference in treatment, isn't it? I mean, from that guy, uh, from, from the whistleblower on the Ukraine call for impeachment to this guy. Pretty, uh, pretty something. All right, live from Studio 6B, social media, stay with us. We're not going anywhere. Hour two coming up. If you're watching on Dish Network, Pluto TV, we're back right after this. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. Paul's got news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emirati's going to have more sports. g Friend holding it down. Heard from John Solomon in the first hour. Talked a little bit about all um, well, these out-of-control governors who think they just have un- unlimited power to um, just tell you how to live your life. Don't d- Cancel Thanksgiving, Mayor of Chicago says. No, no, no. You can't have anybody at your house. Cancel uh, Christmas is going to be next, and anything else that comes in between, any 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 kind of a uh, gathering, they think they have a right to just uh, they're just going to come in and tell you. I tell them to go to hell.
2: Well, remember what I told you: what uh, Newsom is doing about uh, the holidays out in California. He can go to hell
0: too. Right. All of them can.
1: Well, they feel at home there,
0: and that they're ne- you know one of the big things on the um, the lawsuits in these blue states is this equal protection equal protection under the law and um you just wonder if um these out-of-control governors continue down this road that some lawsuits don't need to be brought you, you see this the mayor of chicago she's out in the street with the. Uh, Black Lives Matter and, 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 and celebrating Biden's supposed win. She's out there and marching down the street. Gretchen Whitmer, the same thing. And then they're going to tell you, you can't, I mean, that's not equal protection. That's not equal treatment. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, so we, we spent some time on that. I got some good clips here. Uh, I got an, I have an article here. It's entitled, there's undeniable mathematical evidence that the election is being stolen from some place called the red elephants that I've never read from before that if I have time I'll get to that but I want to get to this first so I went back and watched the first debate because I had heard someone I forget who it was talking about the fact that Biden had been asked this question about this situation so I said let me go back and look at this so I went back and found this whole last segment, and I think it's worth you watching again. Not because I think it's going to mean anything to the outcome, but I just, it just shows you that the president was prepared for this. He could see the future. He talked about it. Some of the things he says are right on the money. And then Biden's directly asked by Chris Wallace, will you wait before claiming victory? Because there is no office of the president-elect unless it's in his padded room basement, which we talked about. but um, So I want you to see here.
4: This is cut 40, G. This is back to the first debate, the last segment of the first debate. Roll that. Election integrity. As we meet tonight, millions of Americans are receiving mail-in ballots or going to vote early. How confident should we be that this will be a fair election, and what are you prepared to do over the next five plus weeks, because it'll not only be to Election Day, but also counting some ballots, mail-in ballots after Election Day. What are you prepared to do to reassure the American people that the next president will be the legitimate winner of this election in this final segment? Mr. Vice President, you go first.
7: Prepared to let people vote. They should go to IWillVote.com. Decide how they're going to vote, when they're going to vote, and what means by which they're going to vote. His own Homeland Security director and as well as the FBI director says that there is no evidence at all that mail-in ballots are a source of, of being manipulated and cheating. They said that. The fact is that there are going to be millions of people because of COVID that are going to be voting by mail-in ballots, like he does, by the way. He sits behind the resolute desk and sends his ballot to Florida, number one. Number two, we're going to make sure that those people who want to vote in person are able to vote because enough poll watchers are there to make sure they can socially distance. The polls are open on time, and the polls stay open until the votes are counted. And this is all about trying to dissuade people from voting because he's trying to confirm to scare people into thinking that it's not going to be legitimate. Show up and vote you will determine the outcome of this election. Vote, vote, vote. If you're able to vote early in your state, vote early. If you're able to vote in person, vote in person. Vote whatever way is the best way for you, because you will. He cannot stop you from being able to determine the outcome of this election. And in terms of whether or not when the votes are counted and they're all counted, that will be accepted. If I win... That will be accepted. If I lose, that will be accepted. But by the way, if in fact he says he's not sure what he's going to accept, well, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter. Because if we get the votes, it's going to be all over. He's going to go. He can't stay in power. It won't happen. It won't happen. So vote. Just make sure you understand you have it in your control to determine what this country is going to look like the next four years. Is it going to change or you going to get four more years of these lies? Mr. President, two minutes.
6: So when I listened to Joe talking about a transition, uh, there's been no transition from when I won. I won that election. And if you look at crooked Hillary Clinton, if you look at all of the different people, uh, there was no transition because they came after me trying to do a coup. They came after me spying on my campaign. They started from the day I won and even before I won, from the day I came down the escalator with our first lady. They were a disaster. They were a disgrace to our country. And we've caught them. We've caught them all. We've got it all on tape. We've caught them all. And by the way, you gave the idea for the Logan Act against General Flynn. You better take a look at that because we caught you in a sense. And President Obama was sitting in the office. He knew about it, too. So don't tell me about a free transition. As far as the ballots are concerned, it's a disaster. A solicited ballot Okay, solicited is okay. You're soliciting, you're asking, they send it back, you send it back. I did that. If you have an unsolicited, they're sending millions of ballots all over the country. There's fraud. They found them in creeks. They found some with the name Trump, just happened to have the name Trump just the other day in a waste paper basket. They're being sent all over the place. They sent two in a Democrat area. They sent out a thousand ballots. Everybody got two ballots. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. The other thing, it's nice on November 3rd, you're watching and you see who won the election. And I think we're going to do well because people are really happy with the job we've done. But you know what? We won't know. We might not know for months because these ballots are going to be all over. Take a look at what happened in Manhattan. Take a look at what happened in New Jersey. Take a look at what happened in Virginia and other places. They're not losing 2 percent, 1 percent, which, by the way, is too much. An election could be won or lost with that. They're losing 30 and 40 percent. It's a fraud and it's a shame. Hold and it can for you a imagine second. Where they- so
0: he already has said this is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. Which, of course, now we know is absolutely true. We've never seen anything like this. Millions upon millions upon millions of these votes. And he also was right on the money that you weren't going to know for, for a significant amount of time, given everything that was going to happen. Go ahead.
6: They say uh, you have to have your ballot in by November 10th. November 10th. That means that's seven days after the election, in theory, should have been announced. Okay. We have major states with that. uh, All run by Democrats. Two minutes is two minutes. All run by Democrats. It's a rigged election. you're
4: going to be able to continue. You have been charging for months that mail-in balloting is going to be a disaster. You say it's rigged, that it's going to lead to fraud. But in 2018, in the last midterm election, 31 million people voted mail-in voting. That was... A quarter, more than a quarter of all the voters that year cast their ballots by mail. Now that millions of mail-in ballots have gone out, what are you going to do about it? And are you counting on the Supreme Court, including a Justice Barrett, to settle any dispute?
6: Yeah, I I think I'm counting on them to look at the ballots, definitely. I don't think we'll—I hope we don't need them in terms of the election itself— but for the ballots i think so because what's happening is incredible i just heard i read today where at least 1% of the ballots for 2016 were invalidated they they take them we don't like them we don't like them but what they are you throw them do out If there right. are millions of
4: ballots going out right now what you right do now, is you, you go do? and
6: vote you do a solicited ballot no, no, and that's I'm okay not, or you go and vote. i'm
4: asking you about the fact that millions of people you go have and received- vote you go and no, vote but like they, saying, is like they going to used do to. The in the old, that millions of people. You either
6: do, Chris, a solicited ballot where you're sending it in. They're sending it back, and you're sending. They have mailmen with lots of it. Did you see what's going on? Take a look at West Virginia. Mailmen selling the ballots. They're being sold. They're being dumped in rivers. This is a horrible thing for our country.
7: There is no. There is not, There is no This is not going of that. to end well. There is okay. No this evidence is not going Vice, Vice to Vice President Biden, five well. states in fact, have had mail-in ballots for the last decade or more, five, including two Republican states, and you don't have to solicit the ballot. It's sent to you. It's sent to your home. What we're saying is — they're saying is that it has to be a postmark by the time by Election Day. If it doesn't get in till the 7th, 8th, 9th, it still should be counted. He's just afraid of counting the votes. because are outcome You're they, wrong. If, if, I, no, I wanna, we we want to continue
4: with you on I this, love, yeah, Vice President vote. Biden. Chris, he's so wrong in, when he makes a fact, statement no, like that. Excuse me. Vice President Biden, the biggest problem, in fact, over the years with mail in voting has not been fraud historically. It has been that Sizable numbers. Sometimes hundreds of thousands of ballots are thrown out because they have not been properly filled out or there is some other irregularity or they missed be the deadline. So the question I have is, are you concerned that the Supreme Court with a Justice Barrett will settle any dispute?
7: I'm concerned that any court would settle this because here's the deal. When you when you file, when you get a ballot and you fill it out, You're supposed to have an affidavit if you didn't know you have someone say that this is me You should be able to if in fact you can verify that's you when the before the ballot is thrown out That's sufficient to be able to count the ballot because someone made a mistake and not Dotting the correct eye who they voted for testify say who they voted for Say it's you that is totally legitimate all right. Excuse me. No, I have a final Senate question. Senate swamping I, the system. I, I, you, 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 you know, you, know,
6: you, know you, it can't be done. You know it can't. And already it's been fraud. All right. So now... Mail, final, wait a minute, gentlemen. Final question. In eight, eight states... We can keep talking. It's, it's, in eight a, states, election
4: workers are prohibited, prohibited currently by law. Eight states from even beginning to process ballots. Even take them out of the envelopes and flatten them. Until Election Day. That means that it's likely, because there's going to be a huge increase in mail-in balloting, that we are not going to know on election night who the winner is, that it could be days, it could be weeks, could be months. until we find out who the, the, the new president is. So I, f- first for you, sir, finally, for the, for the vice president, I hope neither of you will interrupt the other. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm during this extended period, not to engage in any civil unrest. And will you pledge tonight that you will not declare victory until the election has been Hmm. independently certified? President Trump, you go first. I'm urging
6: my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully because that's what has to happen. I am urging them to do it. As you know, today, there was a big problem. In Philadelphia, they went in to watch. They were called poll watchers, a very safe, very nice Sound thing. Sound familiar? They were thrown oh, out. They weren't allowed to watch. Sound familiar? You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Sound bad familiar? Bad things. And you, I am urging— the whole thing. I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair You're election urging them watch. I am 100 percent on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated— I can't go along with that, and I'll tell and what, you what. what does that from mean a not common, common sense, sense, does that mean you're going you you your to your people to to It the means screen. you have a fraudulent oh. election. You're and sending you out 80 million ballots. They're not equipped to. These people aren't equipped to handle it. Number one. Number two, okay. they cheat. They cheat. Hey, they found ballots in a waste paper basket three so, days ago, and they all had the name right. military ballots. They were military. They all had the name Trump on them. Vice President you think Biden. think that's good? I hold Vice it right there, G.
0: There's a little bit left. The most important part's coming up for the for uh, Biden. We'll do that when we get back. Here. Sound familiar? The whole damn segment. He was right. I mean, it was like looking into the future. The American people, when they turn on the news... They want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device, and we're gonna be there. We're gonna be fair, we're gonna be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's voice. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Just went back and showed you a little bit of the first debate when they talked about election integrity. And of course, the president basically playing it, looking right into the crystal ball, laid it out exactly what was going to happen. And he's been right. So here's the end of that. And um, when Joe Biden is directly asked about this situation, finish that, G.
6: You're
0: sending you out 80 million and ballots. They they're, not, they're
6: not equipped to. These people aren't equipped to handle it. Number one. Number two, they cheat. They cheat. Hey, they found ballots in a waste paper basket three days ago, and they all had the name military ballots. They were military. They all had the name Trump on them.
4: Uh, Vice President Biden. uh, Vice President Biden, final question for you. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified?
7: Yes. And here's the deal. They count the ballots, as you pointed out, some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until Election Day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do it. And by the way, our military, they've been voting by ballots for since at the end of the Civil War, in effect. And that's, and that's what's happen, going to happen. Why was it not? Why is it for them somehow not fraudulent? It's the same process. It's honest. It's not no the same process. No one has established at all that there is fraud related to mail-in ballots, that somehow it's a fraudulent process. It's already been established. It, it's, it, Take but, a look at it's Carolyn it's, Maloney's I, 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 race. I who, now. you. Yeah. had an opportunity look to at respond. Karen go ahead.
6: They I, have no
4: idea what Vice happened. President then, Biden, go ahead.
7: He has no idea what he's talking about. Here's the deal. The fact is, I will accept it, and he will too. You know why? Because once the winner is declared after all the, all the ballots are counted, all the votes are counted... That'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. And if it's me, in fact, fine. If it's, if it's not me, I'll support the outcome. And I'll be a president not just for the Democrats. I'll be a president for Democrats and Republicans. And All right, this gee, that's guy, good. I want Of course, that. what
0: he's talking about there is December 14th. Not now. Not the last nine days. But uh, he forgot his own pledge because he's now the, working out of the office of the president-elect. So,
2: <laughs> Yeah, the converted mudroom.
0: What a hypocrite! Yeah, so it was, it seems to forgot that moment that was asked directly. Would you not claim victory until the race is certified? Well, that that doesn't happen until December. So, um, but it's nine days. Where is it? Give us the proof. Come on, get this over with. Get out. Uh, all right, let's do some news uh, with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mister Nolan?
1: So Ronald Klain, who who is been tagged as the. U.S. elect um, the uh, chief of staff for Biden. Yeah, uh, who had been the chief of staff, and he's been on the um, on the staffs of Al Gore and Biden back when. Um, he, uh, he was asked in 2014, when we lost my place here, the vice president and senior advisor the 2020 campaign, excuse me, guys, sorry about that, agreed in 2014 with liberal news website Vox's argument that U.S. elections are unfair to voters. The poll said 68% of Americans think that the elections are rigged. Vox well, tweeted.
0: 43, G, the picture. Go ahead, Paul.
1: Yeah, so if you if you put up forty three, he had they had said uh, they had asked Fox had said sixty eight percent of the elections people American people think they're rigged, and his exam, answer was because they are. That's because they are. I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I just want to. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I mean, this is we're seeing it. It's being exposed. The media is lying about it. Fox has turned on Trump now it's all of the major media outlets and all of their subsidiaries are all telling you there's nothing to see here and people are still buying it it's psychotic so
0: Vox is Ezra Klein's deal I believe uh, he's uh, once, sometimes contributor on MSNBC I think he's the one who started Vox so put that back up G so yeah so Vox t- tweets out 68% of Americans, this is back in 2014, 68% of Americans think elections are rigged. And here's Ron Klain at the time on um, Biden's chief of staff. Or if he's not then, he was not too long before that, replying saying, that's because they are. Now, of course, he couldn't know that this would obviously ever come back, but to, uh, to not look that great. I mean, so I don't know if he thinks he's being cute. Or what? But I mean, that's one heck of a response. That's because they are. And again, I told you, Ron Klain's also the person who spoke at that um, uh, that C-SPAN clip that I've shown you multiple times, basically saying, you know, with the H1N1, it was just it was a good thing that it wasn't um, as infectious or deadly as as what we're dealing with now, because if it was, we would have killed everybody because we were a, a lot of nice, hardworking people. Uh, like the vice president and the president and everybody that was working on that, and we did everything wrong, and it was just literally pure luck that this thing wasn't as deadly as it could have been, or it would have been one of the great mass casualty. He said one one of the great mass casualty events. He said you could just think of a of a virus that was more infectious, and it would have been a disaster. That's Ron Klain. This is also Ron Klain. Ron Klain's also earlier this year the same person. Who said that um, ah, this COVID-19 is not going to be a big deal. The best thing you can do tonight is go to Chinatown, go out to eat, support your local restaurants. This was like in March. <laughs> like kind of the Nancy Pelosi come to Chinatown deal. Yeah. Th- this was Ron Klain.
2: It, 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 he almost sounds like a carbon copy of Joe Biden. It Kind of like wrong
0: on every side of every issue, right? Well... Um, the mainstream media has weighed in on Ron, on the selection of Ron Klain as possible chief of staff. 42, G. Cut 42. Here we go. Here is um, here's how the media thinks of Ron Klain. Roll that. David Chalian, and the president-elect is doing stuff
2: already. Oh, I mean, yeah. he appointed yes. Ron Klain
0: as his
5: chief of staff, named Ron Klain as his chief of staff. That's significant. Cool. Obviously, Ron Klain has vast Washington experience, cool. and he is hugely respected by people on both yes. sides of the aisle. You know, we overnight you had Hugh Hewitt and Elizabeth Warren both coming out with statements praising Ron Klain.
9: That tells you something. And I also think it sends <laughs> really? a message that What's this is the you? first appointment being made by the president-elect. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, for, so, for a couple different reasons. First of all, hold for a second. 30 so, year... how, deep,
0: how deep... they It really says something that this is his first appointment. They really get into it. What What, what is it? What does it say? What does it say? It says nothing. It's, he says this is, this is like a make-believe moves he's doing here as the, the, the president-elect's doing stuff. There's no such thing. He's not the president-elect right now.
2: Yeah, and the way he's talking it's like it's 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 like it's unbelievable. Look at, look at what he's doing. He's what already a genius. Name this guy, and of course everybody knows him. Look at them weighing in. Yeah, so listen to this. It gets it
0: gets better. <laughs> Go ahead.
9: History between Clain and Biden. Obviously, this yeah. is a long time Biden advisor showing uh, that the president elect is is relying on a a, uh, a relationship with deep history and confidence and trust to lead up his team in the West Wing. Obviously, uh, Kleins experience as Ebola's archer in the Obama administration speaks to this moment uh, as well uh, with the weird. pandemic that we're facing. And so, coming out of the <laughs> game, he knows he doesn't mention uh, H1N1. This N1. is your first announcement. No. Uh, as you said, he does have sort of a, re- a relationship and respect across the aisle. But I think it is more about uh, a totally trusted person, not new to the Biden world, who has uh, a mastery in pandemics and dealing. Mm with oh, that mastery. from a government, wow. federal government <laughs> point of view and what can <laughs> be like done big uh, Harry Potter of the pandemics. Biden folks trying to say, we're ready Great to job. govern on day one. We're ready to mm. take over irrespective uh, Donald Trump's desire not to concede.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yes, mastery. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee you if this guy's in office, a month into this and cases are still flying high if they are, you, 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 you just watch the change. You watch the change in how they report. You can see it's already there. You watch the change in reporting. It'll be, it'll be some reason you think about they've blamed this president for every death. They've blamed him for this. They've blamed him for that. Meanwhile, we would be without him moving heaven and earth on the things he's done on uh, for the vaccine, on um, uh, uh, PPE, ventilators.
1: Crazy. Where those clips oh, hard to watch.
0: We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. All right, live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour. Glad you're in on a Thursday night. Paul's got some more news. Rick Delgado's here. Uh, Geofran holding it down. Um, Let's do some more news. I got some other things to get to. I have a crazy town. I don't think it's that Well, come on. All right, let's run. Let's do crazy town, G, because this is just one of those. uh, Woo. This is crazy town. Uh, Roll it.
10: I I do think that this uh, president, this man, has uh, the ability, not just the ability, but when it comes to classified information and relationships with uh, foreign adversaries and friends and conversations that need to be had, this is dangerous. And I worry Donald Trump takes information out of the White House. And I don't know if we've ever seen someone who wants to abuse information that he took in while in office but he will and again yes. i'll just say that <laughs> donald trump uh has access to everything and when he leaves he continues to have a great deal of information that he could use to his benefit Whoa. and his personality has shown That he doesn't have a lot of discipline beyond using information or people or um, relationships. And I worry this president will have quite a party uh, with all of this information that he learned as president when he leaves office. That is unless, Willie, um, certain uh, sections of law enforcement uh, come after him.
1: Oh, wait, I thought she was going to say one of my father's henchmen put a hit on him. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: Unless certain law enforcement will come after him.
1: Unless what? Hillary's friends whack him. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's got a lot of classified information. Well, yes, he's the president. And um, he could take it with, well, yes. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not classified. Kenneth, Kenneth, he talks can, about it. Right. Guess what? It's not classified right then. <laughs> Guess what? He can declassify everything on the spot.
1: Kenneth Kelly, he's got thirty. He's got thirty pictures of Mika.
0: <laughs> Do you feel smarter after watching oh my, her for two minutes? Oh my gosh,
2: Boy, she's, such she's crazy! Oh my
1: god, <laughs> my brain hurts. She is so crazy, and it's so. If you guys look, maybe up,
2: that's what happened to Scarborough. Oh, she just kept. And pecking and pecking at his brain with a with a nonstop <laughs> sentence that had no breaks and no punctuation in it that he just he, he became
0: what he became. She's like the uh, the female Keith Oberman sitting there every morning oh next God. to him.
8: Oh she my mis- God! Oh, oh, Keith Coggins, big D, you're killing me with these
1: clips. <laughs> what
0: is that? I mean, that's with like, you, what Keith. even is that? What is that? How oh. do I-
8: and it's amazing
0: that Willie Geist and all these other guys on the show there they it's of course they the know head. they're married so they have to, oh yes Mika <laughs> you're very smart they got to be they've got to be thinking what the hell is she talking about
1: just look at her family history man they how she, it's just crazy like it's just it's just so nepotistic these world leaders and then their children and their offspring of, of Delivering the news to us, just, you got to be kidding like the me! The
0: ever just, never ending run on sentence. No, well, yeah, just
2: beating down and dun, 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 and you better take out the trash and you just shut up. Oh my God! <laughs> you nagging me and I don't know you.
0: Unbelievable! All right, let's do some news, Paul. That's why so people walk in traffic.
1: <laughs> what, what, what did he say?
0: That's why people walk in traffic. <laughs>
1: Uh, a Pennsylvania judge on Thursday ruled in favor of Trump campaign, <laughs> ordering the state of election officials cannot count ballots that were cast provisionally by voters who did not have proof of identification and then subsequently failed to provide ID by uh, November 9th. Existing Pennsylvania law states voters have until six days after the election, in this case, November 9th, to cure problems with the ballot, including lack of identification. But just weeks before the election, the state Supreme Court ruled that mail-in ballots could could be accepted up to three days after election day through November sixth. By then, Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy Bovcar, um, just two days before election, announced that proof of ID could be could be provided up to November twelfth. So um, the uh, judge ruled that she lacked statutory authority, yes. and the court concluded that uh, in her official capacity as Secretary of Commonwealth, lacked the statutory authority issued on November 1st. Picture 40,
0: G. We have the order here that the court ruled down. And here's this left-wing kook secretary of state changing the playing field again. And uh, right there, in her official capacity as secretary of the commonwealth, lacked statutory authority to issue the November 1st, 2020 guidance to respondents' uh, boards of election insofar as guidance purported to change the deadline. So then this is just the first step to many steps that the courts need to do their job. And the state legislatures hold all the power here. And what she did on many levels, there's many things here in Pennsylvania to look at. Um, That's one, changing the playing field and not having the state legislature weigh in is number one. And what we talked about before in the fact that she didn't treat all voters the same. In these blue parts of the state, she had um, given secondary guidance to people saying, hey, if you got ballots that look like they have errors, well, make sure you get in touch with the voters and, and fix them. So basically giving them a second chance to get it right. And yeah. she didn't do that in the red parts of the state. It's, and that's, that's a no-no.
2: Yeah, it's like the teacher uh, saying, hey, Johnny, come here. Bring, let me see that. Uh, you might want to change that answer there. Add this. And then
0: you'll get full credit. Mm. That's basically it. Yeah. And she didn't do that at all. So she disenfranchised uh, whatever the numbers are. So that also should be weighed in on. So there's many things here in Pennsylvania that set the groundwork for other places across the country. And these courts and these justices need to have the backbone to do what they have to do. And these state legislatures need to have the backbone to do what they need to do. And once again, I'll do as I'm going to do every show until January, or I think the last day to register is December 7th in Georgia. But where is the special... Um, where is the state legislature getting together here? What's the playing field in Georgia for January 5th, if that's the date? I think that's the date. What's, what is it going to be? So we all know what it is going in. I, yeah. don't know, I don't know how they cannot be on top of this, given what we're going through right now.
2: Well, hopefully they are on top of this, and for all those on the uh, Democratic side encouraging people, hey, move to Georgia so you can vote. Yeah, put up a uh, 42 picture Which while he's talking about illegal. this. Yeah, uh, first off, that's highly illegal, and I believe you need, what,
0: six months of residency to actually vote in the state of Georgia. Here's an uh, from the Attorney General today, Chris Carr, uh, and if you look at the bottom there, Georgia law provides that it is a felony to either register to vote knowing one do, knowing one does not possess the qualifications for voting in Georgia or to attempt to vote knowing one does not possess the qualifications for voting in Georgia. Those who are found to be in violation could subject themselves to persecution. prosecution. So let me just uh, CC Andrew Yang, Tom Friedman from the New York Times and all of them who are encouraging people to move to Florida just for the uh, to Georgia, excuse me. Just for the sake of voting in Georgia, and as the attorney general, someone said, "If you do that, you may end up." Or actually, it was Lynn Wood who said this. I believe I saw yes. on Twitter. A great attorney said, "If you do that, plan on staying there a little longer than you thought, but it's not <laughs> going to be in a house. It's going to oh, be, it'll be a hours. house. It'll be the big house. The big house. It'll be right. in." And and
2: uh, another thing with that too. Unfortunately, because we've learned of what they call ghost voting. That could be a possibility, something that, that, that I hope is on their radar down in Georgia. You know, people using other people's address unbeknownst to them and sending in ballots. That was something that was discovered as well. So keep that in mind. Um, it's called ghosting.
0: Let me just also say, as far as this race goes, um, I'd say... The guy who was run, is running against Loeffler, this um, pastor who we now f- know is, um, was out there praising Jeremiah Wright, if you remember, Obama's pastor, who mm-hmm. had all those anti-American uh, um, and Muslim Brotherhood things yeah. that came out. So this guy seems like it could be worse. And I saw a couple ads today. And so it looks like he may have skated by in the, the election to get 46%. Uh, he's not going to skate by this time because they're on him. There's, I saw a couple articles today about the fact that he was in a domestic dispute with his wife and run, ran her over with a car. Ah. I mean, there's some, there's some things here. This is a bad, this is, I mean, come
1: hey, on. Hey, she wasn't listening. <laughs> well, she talked like Mika? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which would have been deserved.
0: Um, so he's not going to uh, get off so easy, I think, in this race. Well, hopefully, could not. have a little bit bigger magnifying glass. Listen,
2: not only that, he's got some uh, some sketchy stuff in his background, especially when he had to leave New York. I guess there were some allegations there as well, trying to cover up some child abuse, and then uh, blocking investigations. So he's he's got a uh, aside from that, and his Marxist views, he's got a lot going against him. Hopefully, f- someone will report
0: on it. Well, there's some reporting on it already.
1: That's the good thing about the local news channels, right? You get real news in local stations only, but you never get it in the national broadcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. What else in the news, Paul?
1: Well, President Trump on Thursday signed an executive order to block investment in Chinese businesses that the administration say benefit the Chinese military. Uh, the order prohibits uh, such investments beginning on January 11th, 2021, but allows divestment from the investments that include Chinese securities through uh, November 11th, uh, 2021. So, again, he's still being hard on uh, China Joe's favorite uh a country, so it's it's good that he's going to keep hammering away at them. You know, God forbid something terrible happens bef- mm-hmm. between now and uh, okay.
0: So, there's an article in this Red Elephants that says there is undeniable mathematical evidence the election is being stolen. And I want to give you a little bit of this. It says, according to CBS News, President Trump does not plan to concede in the event that the media declares Joe Biden the winner of the election. And the elected, uh, and he's elected to forty-six president of the United States. Trump campaign and his top advisors called for m- multiple lawsuits on the ground that the ongoing vote count will result in tallying. Uh- Legally cast ballots. The lawsuits will amount to an aggressive effort to highlight anomalies, statistical impossibilities, or other perceived problems that could affect vote counts before a final presidential winner is declared. Many reporters at press conferences took place in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan on Thursday, asked his political appointees and supporters for evidence of wide-scale problems they allege occurred. It is just the mathematical evidence Americans are looking for. There is, an en- it, there is endless evidence. Here are just the facts. Statistical impossibilities in Wisconsin and in Michigan. In Wisconsin, voter turnout matched the record high of 2004. The Wisconsin Elections Commission used the estimated voting age population as the denominator. When calculating statewide voter turnout numbers, according to the Elections Commission, there was a 73% turnout in this Wisconsin election. Turnout was 67% in 2016, 70% in 12, 69% in 2008, 73% in 2004. Apparently, Joe Biden smashed Barack Obama's 2008 turnout in most places in the country. In both Michigan and Wisconsin, several vote dumps occurred at approximately 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning which showed that Joe Biden received 100% of those votes. President Trump was leading by hundreds of thousands of votes in both states as America went to sleep, and turnout in the state of Wisconsin seems to be particularly impossible. With absentee ballots, former Vice President Joe Biden was also up 60 points in Pennsylvania and almost 40 points in Michigan, according to the New York Times. Comparably, Biden was only up single digits in absentee voting in most battleground states. Wisconsin has not yet been reported. I'll finish this when I get back. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device, and we're going to be there. We're going to be fair, we're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. I live from Studio 6 Band on a Thursday night. You know, everybody who watches this show, um, a lot of them like the fact that we uh, talk to the audience.
1: We break the fourth sounds, wall. Yeah, sounds weird yeah, yeah. saying that. We're like we're, <laughs> we're like Deadpool's, <laughs> but you know, it's without can, the abs. I like can't Smoky tell you how many Bandit.
0: how many comments I get of people who are just stunned that we um, interact with the audience, whether it's during the social media break. You know, we don't ever go down. We have no break here. We do two hours straight. Those of you watching on Dish Network and Pluto TV, you get the commercials because you're on the network. But if you're watching anywhere else, we don't ever break when when the show breaks for the commercials. We stay with you on social media. and We go to your comments and what you think because... Well, I mean, I've said... I'm, I'm not joking. The audience is as smart if not smarter than we are so going to get your point of view and um seeing what you're seeing on the ground you know citizen journalism in in some kind of a way i guess you could think of it as but just to get you know the pulse of what's going on out there i say it in the commercial that you've seen now until you want to pull your hair out every night come on in it's like sitting at your
1: come on, take a big... come on in
0: come on I, I... Don't, don't don't watch the freak show watch this
2: the freak,
1: freak show
0: it's like sitting uh sitting around your kitchen table that's what we want to know like kind of what you
1: what the deal is and but, but uh, people really like it our catheters are brought to you by
0: <laughs> um i, I got a lot of comments on it so, I'm glad you like it. We'll keep doing it. We're going to hopefully have live chat at the website once that's done and up, too. So, you'll be able to chat there as well.
1: And one day we'll get Sabri back. Yeah. We'll class this and joint up. we will up. get
0: Sabri back. Sabri's, uh, well, she's just got a lot going on. I don't know what else to say about it building a house, buying a house, moving state to state, and she's just, she'll be back. When she's in New York permanently, she'll be back on the show. Yeah, and she'll, and she'll take- be here in the studio, and I'll be praying and wishing that she could go back to Florida. Because
1: <laughs> she'd drive me crazy
0: in five minutes.
1: I don't believe that for a second. Okay, well, you'll see it because you've never
0: experienced it. I have for four years.
1: Does she take the air right out of the room? Oh. Ugh. <laughs> Because she, she's she fills it back up <laughs> with a lot more Gio air. Geo and Fran,
0: you could jump in at any time here on this. I tried. You talked over me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I said that she just fills it up with a lot more air. Yeah, because she never shuts up like me. Worse, though. <laughs> that's possible. Yeah, but at least she's easy on the eyes. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I heard her exactly. husband
1: on Sirius on uh, Sunday morning. He was great. His, his game breakdowns were great. Man, I, I can't wait to have a catch with him. He promised he'd have a catch with me.
0: He'll throw you. <laughs> He'll pick you up and throw you. Um, so there's an article here I want to get to a little bit of. Uh, any other news you want to do, Paul?
1: Nah, I'm done.
0: Okay. Uh, Molly <laughs> McCann in The American Mind, which is a publication of the Claremont Institute, which I absolutely love. She says, Mr. President, attack. That's the title of the article there's nothing to lose and everything to gain from a full-on trump offensive she says does trump still have a chance that's the question that's flooded my inbox saturday after the media called the election for biden if there was massive voter fraud as some republicans have alleged trump absolutely has a path but only aggressive action on the part of the president and an unwavering determination from his supporters will make that path um, possible. Many pro-Trump nationalist Republicans are confident that Trump has a path because they believe the Democrats committed fraud and Trump will prevail in the courts on that basis. Many people have analyzed the election and concluded that the Democrats committed both electronic and manual fraud. They think the turnout was more than Democrats had planned for and Trump's support was high in demographics they didn't anticipate. Many who analyze the statistics think that this has forced the Democrats' hand and they had to cheat more than they had bargained for, which in turn created both statistical anomalies and even impossibilities in some of the precincts. I myself have reviewed uh, statistic reports that identify mathematically suspicious counties in swing states. When all the litigation is said and done, Pennsylvania is almost certainly going to resolve for Trump. Arizona and Georgia, both within reach for the president, are incredibly tight. There will be recounts and lawsuits that will determine into which column they ultimately land, and the hope is justice will prevail in every courtroom and every case. But courts are uncertain battlegrounds, that's for sure, and judges alarmingly fickle, that also is for sure. The American people who believe that something is not right can help by voraciously demanding election integrity and accountability— the media and the Democrats rushed to proclaim Biden the winner to shift the mood of the country and settle the issue. I've been telling you that for a week. They did it to cast Biden as a legitimate winner and frame challenges from Trump as despotic resistance or even a coup, or as I called it, just sour grapes. This mood will affect the judiciary. Courts are wary of individual, um invalidating votes in the best of times. Judges are people, too. It'll be hard to hand down rulings that could result in Trump's win and perhaps even more daunting, the shockwaves across the country and the world that would follow. The Trump lawyers will need traction in the courts to win early steps that give them discovery. A national mood demanding answers will make it easier for judges uh, All these very vari- in all these varied suits. So Americans who want to do something should speak up now. Support the president and demand election integrity. At the end of the day, though, the only one who can settle this is the president himself. President Trump needs to do what he does best, what he did to win in 2016, and what made him so successful as president. He needs to do the unpredictable, the unorthodox, and the aggressive. If the statisticians are right and we are staring in the face of massive election fraud, he needs to attack on every possible front, and he needs to do it now. He should launch the necessary suits or investigations that permit him to subpoena election workers. He needs to audit the counties where statisticians have identified suspicious anomalies. He needs a forensic team to examine the code. He needs an investigation of Dominion voting systems. When the Democrats lost in 16, they launched a two-year investigation into Russia collusion that consumed tens of millions of taxpayers' dollars, diluted the Trump administration's focus and energy, and ended in Robert Mueller's conclusion that there was no collusion between Trump and the Russians. An allegation of an internal. Rigged election is far more serious. If true, the foundation of the American Republic has been corrupted and our fundamental right to self determination and self government was stolen from us. This allegation warrants even more than the onslaught the Democrats unleashed in 2016. If everything is above board, these aggressive efforts will turn up nothing, thus reestablishing trust in our system for 73 million Americans and indeed many of our friends and allies abroad. But if there is fraud, Trump's full force assault should find a weak spot. Breaking through that crack will reveal a scheme that will shock the world. Any other Republican candidate would have conceded by this juncture intimidated by the force of the media, the mood of the left, the inevitable assault they will unleash if this election swings back to the right. But Trump is a new kind of Republican. If the Democrats have indeed committed mass voter fraud, they are in quiet fear of their precarious uh, position. They've overplayed their hand, and all the president needs to do now is attack. The path to victory for Trump himself, to finally exposing the expansive corruption of the left... And the restoration of our Democratic Republic requires nerve no other politician possesses. If Trump decides to do what every other uh, Republican would flinch from, the Democrats know he will blow their scheme wide open. In this pivotal hour, Donald Trump must not flinch. Mr. President, sir, try to finish this. That from Molly McCann uh, on the American mind. Wow. That was
2: great. Thank you. That kind of sounds like uh, my what even is that for tomorrow night.
0: I mean, that's, that is, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. And by the way, pretty, pretty right damn spot on to who he is. And you would think his mood at this point. And as Richard uh, Grinnell said, he is focused tonight. And let's hope he's focused on this. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks to everybody on the show. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, friend. Thanks to Real America's Voice. Most of all, thanks to you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We will see you tomorrow night. Uh, Eight o'clock right here Real America's Voice. Back with you in 22.
1: And corrections officers.